and welcome to episode three of your, If You're Happy in Your Notes. I'll stop again. Ah, oh, ruined, ruined it. Shoot. Go. Hello and welcome to episode three of If You Happen You Know It with me, Miles Chapman, the lovely Ricky Grover and our wonderful, lovely sound man and producer, Sam Underwood. This week we're going to be looking at depression. Does it help or hinder you as a comedian? Anxiety and depression, are they different? Are they mutually inclusive? Can they happen on their own or do they always happen together? And it will just be the usual rubbish we talk about as well. Um, so as always, first question I'm going to ask is, Ricky, how you doing, mate? Depressed. I'm doing terrible. I'm do, I'm, I'm, I feel absolutely terrible. I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're an animal. I tell you, know I feel bad. I, you, you know I feel bad. You know I feel bad. And I'll be truthful. See, if this was a bit of filming or something this morning, I'd be really struggling. I'd be like, you know, trying to remember lines and all that sort of stuff. I'd be in my own little head somewhere trying to get through it. You'd love it, didn't you? Uh, Look at you. Well, I was struggling yesterday and you thought it was hysterical. Yeah, but you was just popping around my house with your kids, weren't you, to see me new pup? That's all right. I'm, <laughs> what do you mean that's all right? Well, I've turned up to do a bit of graft with you this morning and, you know, you want a little arm around his shoulder and a little cuddle. All he, all he keeps doing is looking at me and pissing himself laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you look like I've been fished out of a bin. You look oh, terrible. I feel absolutely terrible. And I've, do you know what? I nearly ate myself to death yesterday. <laughs> He's on the food again. I'm on the food again. This is not a podcast about eating too much. Let me make that clear. It's not a podcast about eating too much. But let me just let me just hold my hands. I'll tell you quickly. Just tell everyone what you ate yesterday. Well, I'm just going to give you one of the things. (laughs) Because I can't go into all of it. We're going to be here all day. But I'll just do hit you with one of them. It was the family size trifle. It was the family size trifle, won it. How many people, how many servings would that normally be? I don't, I don't know. Like for Five a, or six? I suppose a little family, one of them little posh families all have a little bit and have a chat. And, and, the, the and they'd probably even leave a little bit in there. I just the lot? Done the lot. <coughs> done the lot. I'm just trying to sedate and suppress the feeling. So anyway, what you said, this is not a grub, this is not a grub <coughs> no, no, no. podcast. This is about depression and it's, Bang on me at the moment. Right, okay. So it's look, that's me. not a good thing, and I do feel for you, because I, I, it comes from a point of empathy, and I know Thanks, how horrible mate. it is. Thanks. I don't even but, know what that means, but go on. <laughs> so look, yeah. I'm going to ask you now, we'll do, it, we'll do it now while you're feeling it. Why don't you tell everyone what you're feeling, how you feel inside, so physically, mentally, what you're actually feeling at the moment. Try and describe it as All right. if you can. As I was coming, I didn't sleep hardly last night anyway. My little pup wasn't very well, and that was playing on my mind, and other things going around my head. Even before I woke up, the depression must even hit me in dreams. But even before I woke up, I was thinking, oh, no, please, please just go away. Please, this horrible cloud. I just lift before I, I feel, I'll have another 10 minutes and I'm going to be all right. Another 10 minutes, another 10 minutes. <laughs> it wasn't getting any better. It was actually getting worse. And then I start telling myself, is this a physical thing? Have I got the flu? I'm aching. I've got a really heavy head. It feels like I've got a block in my head. Yeah. Um, someone hit me with something. Is, is that st- st- there's a stiffness when you get out? I got. Out, I'm normally as I get out. I'm normally jump into the shower. I haven't. I've had one of them wash where you just sluice your face and wash around your nuts under your arms quick and get away. <laughs> right. But yeah. I'm here. I'm yeah. here. You know what I'm saying. I'm here and I've sprayed up. I, I smell all right. Hopefully. 
But it's just that terrible feeling of wanting to be, not wanting to be here. Is the honest? Is, yeah. is, is the honest? Is the honest thing? Not even wanting to. Not even thinking. Do you know what? If I bail out of this, do you know this is really terrible? Recently, there's been a death in my family. Yeah. And I got a little bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little bit jealous because I thought. He ain't got no more ag. He ain't got none of them horrible feelings anymore. And that's a terrible thing to say. I know how precious life is. Mm. As we're speaking now, there's people on wards who are hanging on to life by a thread. And so I know our, I probably said Fred like a geezer, like a bloke's name, but a thread, isn't it? I don't know how you say it. Fred. 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 He's Fred, isn't it? So, but I'm saying Fred. But it doesn't matter. Don't, don't, Fred's a, as long as Fred's all right, I'm all right. But what I'm, what, what I'm saying is I know how precious life is. And and in another time, I, I, I can appreciate how precious life is. But when you feel like this, you don't – it's not precious. No, no, no. You don't appreciate it. You it's don't – It's not. It's that – it's that, it's that, um, there's a saying, isn't it? I've had it before, where, where you say – I don't. I don't want to kill myself. But I don't want to be alive either. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like mm. I don't want to be gone, but I just don't want to be. Al- I just. I want to be alive, but I don't want to be alive feeling like this. Yeah, I think that's it. You just want to. You want that feeling to end. Like you know, and this is a terrible analogy. You know, when you've got a terrible hangover, you just want it to go. You go, please go, please go. And nine, you know, everyone knows that with time, a hangover just pisses off. Depression, doesn't it? Just hangs around for well, weeks and months, you know. And it's what it is. You don't know how long you've got it for, do you? you no, don't, you don't know where. You don't. You don't know whether you know because you know it can it can go like that. So you could have it, and in this afternoon you might feel brand spanking new, and, and and you don't know why. There's no particular reasons that sends you into it, or mm. you know. I mean, things things can help you along the way. A big bill comes out of the blue. You know, I don't know about you, but I've spent most of my life financially terrified. Right. Right? <laughs> financially terrified. Going through my head thinking, oh, how am I going to do that? How am I going to get over that? And and somehow you do. You survive. You know what I mean? You know, if you're mortgaged up to the eyebrow, you know, I'm the type of person, everything's on the drip. So, you know, meaning everything's sort of, I'm paying it as I go along and all that. And, and I've always got by and something gets you through it. But when you're the type of person who don't, don't save up or can't save up or I think a lot with today's depression I think a lot of it is financially driven as well I'll be honest with you because it's that and it's not about having big fancy cars and great big holidays you're just feeling secure secure exactly yeah you're not yeah. panicking where the next yeah. bit of money's going to come are you from. like that Sam because you're, you're like a young fella do you so even at this stage of the game no, you're you... right at the moment like you're financially a bit at more secure at the moment secure, I'm okay yeah. but for the first time in 28 years yeah it, yeah, it, it's, it's, that's come around in the last six months. Well, I'm all right. My old man died and left me a stack of money I oh, know so yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even bo- I'm putting my headphones on with some music while you talk about this <laughs> not interested. I'm not, not interested. Not interested. Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm good as gold. Lovely. Long, long but as you... Do you know what? That that is true. So I'm I'm financially quite solvent. I'm all right, but yeah. I still get depression. You tell you what it is. If, if you're the way, that way, you'll find someone else to give you depression if it's not money. Well, yesterday you know, when so... when you come round with your girls yesterday, so yeah. you see me new little pup. Oh, he's unbelievable. You've got to see this pup. Oh, he's, he is oh, gorgeous. He, Donnie Wu, his name is. <laughs> 
He's the most unbelievable looking little pup. He was my friend's my friend's dog's dad, and she's going to come on one day, actually, Stacey Hayes. She's a brilliant cage fighter, you know, being my friend. You've got to be a cage yeah. fighter. And she, she, I'm a she, cage fighter. She, 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 yeah, you're a cage fighter. Are you saying? No. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, you're not. <laughs> but she's uh, she's got two sharp eyes, and, and they, they got together, and they shouldn't have done, and they've had these pups, and I wasn't looking to have any more pups. The only dogs I really have are rescues, really, so... Just in case people don't know what a Sharpay is, a Sharpay, have you seen they're dogs where the skin or the fur is too big for the dogs? So you get those sort of folds of it looks like loads the, of it's wrinkly. Like, like an outfit that's twice the size of them. So they look like they're in a onesie and they're bought it, it's too big. It was <laughs> the last big. one left. <laughs> yeah. And so but but he's he's just lovely and he was he wasn't very well um yesterday after you left, funny enough. But yeah. when you came round yesterday with it's the girls. <laughs> When you came you round, when you came round, <laughs> when you came round yesterday with the girls, you, it was on you. I could oh, see yeah, soon yeah. as soon as I saw you walking up the steps, like you probably see it with me today. Now I don't know, is this depression catching? Because I don't know if you've given it to me. Because well, you look sweet as a nut today, now, and I'm here, in trouble. Here's the thing. Now that's a really interesting point. Can depress someone talking about depression, anxiety, and I uh, make you feel anxious, or depressed. I think it can because if you start thinking about it, you can drive yourself down or wedge yourself down a hole. It's a bit like uh, you know when someone yawns, you just automatically yawn, don't you? It's kind of a catching thing. So I do think that sometimes when people tell you about their depression or tell you about their anxiety, especially if you have suffered from it, it makes you start thinking about it again. And I think you brought me mm, down, didn't you? This is me. You brought me down. <laughs> do, do you find that though, if, if Sam, if, if someone talks about depression or talks about anxiety, even though you're feeling okay, it starts reminding you of times when you have been ill and you yeah. sort of start to get those feelings again. For me, it's more the anxiety thing, I think. Yeah. If someone, the depression, I don't know, I, I have to feel a, certain, I feel a certain way, but if someone yeah. says something that triggers my anxiety, then the anxiety starts to snowball. Yeah, the, absolutely. But the depression kind of comes with that as well. Yeah, know, I think not, it does. And I think... I, I they're think not we'll, separate entities. Yeah, I think we're going to leave that for another podcast, but yeah. I think we're going to talk yeah. about... No, I, no, hold on. I want to stay with this one for a minute, right? Because every time I've gone Tell to... Tell us what to do. <laughs> he goes by weight here. Whoever's the artist. <laughs> so if you, if you, if you want to take, if you want to take control, you better get some get some suet on you. Uh, so I I don't know. Every time I've gone to a therapist, they normally say you know you're clinically depressed, which, which, mm. which I understand that. I don't know the difference. I know I'm going to sound ultra thick, but I don't care anymore. Too fed up to be bothered about it. <laughs> I don't know the difference between anxiety and depression. What's the difference? Well, I'm 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 certainly no expert, and I'm not going to come from it like a, a psychiatrist well, point of well, view. Well, stop speaking like one then. Just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you if 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 you're feeling down, you like to eat. Fill a void, and that's what it is with being overweight. You talking about that again? No, that's your happy place, isn't it? No, Stuffing your guts with cake. No, go on, come on, come right, on. Right, okay. So, um, I think that that I think they're mutually exclusive and inclusive, um, dependent on where you're coming from. So, from, I'm speaking for. I mean, Matt, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? He's giving it a bigger, isn't he? He's all like, like, what's he talking about? So, exclusively, and I'm asking you a simple question. Okay, tell me. They can exist on their own altogether. All right, good. Lovely. Right. All right. Now he's doing it like I'm buying a tyre. 
I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, all right, mate, lovely. What we do, they exist on their own or you, or you double them up. Wait. I can do you a deal. If you have two, I'll do you a deal. I'll, I'll get two on the back. <laughs> Put the back ones on the front, as long as you get radials. You don't want to mi- mix, mix up your treads, mate. You're asking for trouble. Don't mix your treads. So go on, just tell right, me, so look, layman's terms. So layman's terms. So I, for, for me personally, it started off as anxiety. Okay. okay? And I, my depression came from feeling like that for a period of time and then I got depressed. I think depression can exist on its own as well. I think you can just feel terrible and low without actually anxiety. And I think the worst case scenario, which I had, is when you have the two together. So I think I'm completely speaking out my bummy because I don't know if this is true or not. I think what normally sends them, anxiety comes first and after that you get really depressed about feeling anxious. You get the two together. But it can be the other way around. I think you can get depressed... And from that, you get very oversensitized, and anxiety will come out. So, but the two together are hideous, beyond hideous. Right. So, so what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not digging my heels in here. Well, yeah. I am. What? What I'm asking you? Explain to me. I know what depression is. Yeah. Explain to me what an anxiety attack is like. Okay, Tell me. right, okay. Tell me. So you've got, you can get a thing called GAD, which is Generalised Anxiety Disorder, and that's like a like a medium to low hum of constant anxiety. It's just there it's almost in the background. That. It's it's imagine you're gonna you're supposed to be doing a quite an important presentation in a couple of hours. Yeah. It's that constant oh, sort of man. level of like Oh, Tension just, and just, fizz. I just feel like and, I don't yeah. want to do this. I don't want to be here. Like you don't want to eat. You don't want. Yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. concentrate, and it's just there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it's horrible. And you and you you just sort of um, yeah, it just crimps your your. Your well-being is just a horrible. You say you don't thing. want to eat, but well, you know, if I, I think if I get, oh, back on the food again. Here we are. No, 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 it. no, but you, all, you do, you're talking for yourself. A lot of people do want to eat, but with depression. But I think with anxiety, I think and well, I, I, sorry, like, I, so that's what I'm saying. What is anxiety? The, tell what? me what it feels like. Tell okay, me the feeling. Right, okay, so I said I said the other week. Yeah. Best way I can describe the generalized anxiety feeling. Yeah. Is it? Do you remember when you were a kid? Yeah. And I don't know if you, you lost your mum and dad in a shop and that feeling of like panic, where's my mum and dad? I feel alone. I mm. feel it's like that, but you're an adult. Yeah. And as an adult, it's very, very hard to compute that in your head because as an adult, you should be more resilient and comfortable in your, in your own skin. But when, you, when you're an adult and you start to feel like a child, like really sort of, um, what's what word I'm looking for? Uh, vulnerable and it's, it is absolutely awful. And then an anxiety attack or a panic attack is a very, very high level of anxiety where you literally feel like you're going mad. Your heart starts you racing. You feel like you're going to die. It's, you feel it's, like you're going to die. It's, yeah. the, it's when the fight or flight reflex kicks in. Yeah, but I mean, I, I sort of see that as part of my depression. I, and I suppose it is. It's like separating the words. But yeah. if, if, if I'm honest, there's one... And it's really, I suppose, hard to admit for someone like me. But if, if I was to say... You've got one word that sums up all of this. Mm-hmm. Is fear. Fact. Fact. <laughs> no, fear. Yeah. You said the other way. No, it's fear. It's it fear. fear. Yeah. It's fear. And I think, you know, and I think all of this, you know, the, that terrible, fearful feeling, that's what you're talking about. Right. That's anxiety. So, fear, so, so, that, that, so um, psychologists from years and years and years ago and marketeers, this is an interesting point, have worked out the strongest emo- negative emotion we have as humans is fear. 
Fear is the story. So a lot of marketing, like the Nazis played on fear, a lot of television adverts and the way market things, it's very low level, but they market things with a fearful level. So if you don't do this, you'll be like that. If you don't get this, this will happen to you. It's very low level, yeah, 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 but it plays on people's fears. If you don't get this anti-aging cream, you're going you're to get old and then people are going to laugh at you. But that's, that's gone on forever, isn't it? But no, it has. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what it that's being on, a Catholic, basically, of course, isn't yeah, it? But, except, but it is. <laughs> it is but it? it is, because it plays yeah. on people's yeah. fears. And people don't like feeling fearful, so they yeah. do anything to get rid of it. Yeah. So they'll toe the line, they'll fit in with the Nazis, what they did years ago. They'll buy things, they'll invest in things, because they're terrified of feeling fearful. So they'll do anything to avoid that. Yeah. And that's what we do with anxiety. We'll try anything. That's why people get on alcohol. They get on drugs. Like you say, you eat too much because you're trying to suppress those awful, awful feelings. Yeah. And you'll do anything to get rid of it. And it's, um, oh, it's horrible. So, I, so yeah, and, and if you get anxiety and depression together, it's, it is, oh. It's a cocktail. It's a, it's a vicious, spiteful cocktail. It yeah. really, really is. And I've had both. And you have as well, haven't you? And I'm yeah. sure you have. Well, I have. It's vile. You it's know, totally vile. I always, all I was saying, I was trying to differentiate. No, differentiate. Differentiate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd went to school. <laughs> I would have loved to be there. Oh, no, Ricky, like go on. That. Let's ask Ricky now. What's the longest word you know? Go on. Um, and. No. <laughs> Delighted. <laughs> Delighted. <laughs> Trifle. <laughs> Uh, 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 so, <laughs> it's a long hard word that did I tell you about when I got caught with the spoon no because no. what I, I got really in a state one so I, I thought I'm going to go and get the big trifle but I didn't want to declare I was on the I was going to trifle up I, I wanted to just keep it to myself so I chored a spoon do you do it that often you've got a name for it trifle up the trifle, trifle up. up so I went and got a spoon I nicked I chored a spoon out of my own house done it like I was like I done it like got Maria to look over there and then whipped <laughs> a spoon a spoon out, out the, nicked yeah. the spoon out and I, I trifled up. I went and drove. I went and got one out of a garage and drove down a side road and hit the trifle really quick and come in all acting all casual and all that. And then <laughs> weeks later, they found the spoon. <laughs> they sp- found the spoon. And I, and I thought, oh, it was a few weeks ago. I can declare it now. And when I told them what I'd done, they like just looked. I'm saying they like my, my daughter and my wife just looked at me as though like there's no hope. <laughs> if you've if you've nicked about a, spoon, a spoon now, if you've nicked yeah. a spoon out your own house to go eat a trifle, to go and eat a trifle, how low can you sink? How low can you go? But <laughs> anyway, but you do you'll do anything to, to get rid of that feeling. You get desperate, don't you? But so, and, it, and it doesn't get rid of the feeling. No, but it, 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 it might temporarily mask it. You know, but it'll always come back. There's, again. there's things. There's things you can try, isn't there? Like you know, we've done things like where you, you you're so desperate. You think oh, I'll have a shower. You know, and and but, but I, I don't know about you. I think we've mentioned this before that all your senses are heightened. So even having a shower can be really yeah. weird. And one of the things I'd, I've done all my life is when I have a shower, I put it on so hot. <laughs> like I mean, unbel- if you put your hand under it, you'd scream. You can make a cup of tea. I come it. out here, I'm like a lobster. You can make a cup of tea. With it. And the reason I do that, if I'm honest, is it's quite sad. This, if I think about it, is so that I can feel something mm-hmm. because I feel quite numb. I feel like I can't feel nothing. Yeah, you know, that might be diabetes. I don't know, but. <laughs> 
it's you know, it's I've got a bit of that number. It's almost like depersonalization, isn't it? You yeah. spend so much of your life in your head yeah. that you end up not so if you feel like you're sort of not connected to the real world and yeah. the conversations like and the things that happen you around the, you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly so that, that. So that you think, all right, I'm gonna have a shower at two hundred degrees just so I can actually feel just something so I, just so I, just to remind so I, myself that I am human. Yeah, yeah. that I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, that it, I, it's not a dream. Or, it's yeah. a bit like, you know, self-harm. I don't know if you did w- when you was a kid, but I've definitely done that. We cut your arms and done I a bit of that. I was never partial to self-harm. Yeah, I've done no, a I bit never of did. that. I never did. It ain't bad. Uh, um, I've done it. <laughs> Wait a while away, cut them out. Yeah. No, I you can know, feel something, four it, stars. Yeah, but I remember cutting, you know, cutting my, sitting there and just sort of, Cutting, just so that I could feel something. And I remember when I was a little kid, there was a bloke who lived over the road called Teddy. He was a big lump. I think he drove lorries and all that. I won't say his second name because uh, I don't I don't want to out him. Um, and you'll know why in a minute. But what I used to do, I used to ag him. So there was this little fat kid who used to go over and ag him. And then all of a sudden he'd get me in an headlock. And he, you know like one of them when they get their arms in, you know, really yeah. tight. And he used to do it really tight. To, so that I, I'd never ag him again. This is really weird, but he'd hold me in his headlock for ages. I mean, ages. I'm talking about 20 minutes, which, <laughs> which feels like a lifetime when you're yeah. in a headlock. But I used to feel really safe. <laughs> when, he'd let go of me and I'd fall around the road like a baby deer. You know, like I couldn't yeah. stand up. I'd be like trying to get up. and But... I used to actually, you know, the whole thing of winding Teddy up was so that he got me in an headlock. And, and it was like a game to you and you quite, and he yeah. Was, and, he was, and he was a bit of a game to him. He'd go, look at him, look how strong he is. He said, I'm really putting some pressure on here and he's, he still won't give in because he'd go, you had enough? Because that used to be the old wrestling yeah. thing. You yeah. had enough? Mm, you had yeah. enough? And I'd go, no, no, gone. Harder, Ted, harder. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I suppose I haven't been right since. But it just shows you, it, it sometimes, so I understand that, wanting to feel something. Yeah. And I, I think there's that. part of all of us, part of all of us who suffer from this and all, feel that, this is a bit of a weird, feel that we deserve to feel pain, mm. deserve to be hurt, deserve to, because how we feel doesn't go with what the outside world sees. So we so often we feel shit, and people go, "I think you're brilliant. I think you're great." Yeah, yeah, you it doesn't, look all right. make, you, it doesn't yeah. make us feel any better. That's what people yeah, think yeah. on the outside. We want to hear. You just know people just don't understand. And I think you're right. The th- and I've said this the other week, saying about it's sometimes I feel like I deserve to feel crap or deserve yeah. to feel low. Yeah. But what? Why should I feel happy? Because because yeah. when you feel low, you 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 think everything in your life is crap. So therefore, it, you deserve to, yeah, to feel I, that way. It's funny as well. I've, <clears> a very good friend of mine is depression. Um, and me and him obviously talk about it quite a lot. And uh, and he said to me a couple of weeks ago, like, you know what I really like about you, Sam, is that because you know what it's like, you don't bullshit when we talk about it. Yeah. But just I can't. I don't know. It's it's not like a mean thing or anything. I just, no, I just no, sort of, no. It's just, you just sort of go, ah, oh, come on, mate, pull yourself together, fucking hell, get a grip. Yeah. And but joking about it instantly makes you feel. 
Safe because Safer, someone, especially yeah, when someone comes from a point of empathy, because you know how it feels and you know they've been there, they understand what that feeling's like, yeah. and you feel safe in their company because they they empathise with you. When yeah. someone's got a point of empathy, you always feel safer with someone. Yeah, there's a there's a, there's a bond, isn't there? So look, I was going to say the other thing I wanted to bring up in this um, podcast today, and I, it was good time because you were just telling us about another one of your hilarious stories about uh, Teddy. Teddy. So, Teddy. So, you're a very, very funny man, Ricky. Uh, One of the funniest men I don't know. Don't want to hear it. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> so look, the yeah. reason, the reason... Slag me I'm off. Sa- no, the reason I'm saying this is because... Uh, do you think... So, first of all, right, what have all these people got in common? I think we probably know this, but I'm going to read these names out. Robin Williams, Miranda Hart, Spike Milligan, Tony Hancock, Peter Sellers, Peter Cook, Dudley Moore, Eric Morecambe, David Walliams, Stephen Fry, Ruby Wax, Carolyn Ahern, John Cleese, Jack D. All over six foot. No. They're all white. They're all, no, I don't like any of them. I don't, don't no. make me laugh. No, no, I'll tell you what it is. They all have, do, or will suffer from depression. Yeah. And they've all been very open about it. And that is just a slither of people in our world that suffer from depression. So what I was going to ask you was, do you think... Depression is a hindrance, or do you think it helps with your comedy? It's not something you you choose, is it? it it's like, do you know what I think about, um, like one of the greatest comedians of all time, Richard Pryor. Yeah, you, another one, yeah. On there, and, <clears throat> and Richard Pryor was like, the ultimate, if you like, sort of used his depression on stage and spoke incredible. about it. He, he, incredible comedian. Sort of the first to do that, right? I mm. think he may be, yeah, one he of them. He was, yeah. Certain, one certainly them. one of them and, and went really in depth with it, mm. you know, about setting himself alight, why he was, you know. <laughs> obviously why he was taking drugs, you know, what we spoke about in the past to suppress his, his feelings and stuff. It's not, I think what happens is, is that, most funny people have gone through different stuff to certain degrees. You know, obviously, um, obviously someone who's comes from a posh background would have had a different upbringing to me, you know, but you would have still suffered some kind of abuse to some kind of a degree of some sort. And when I say abuse, it doesn't it doesn't have to be like sexual abuse. It doesn't have to be like big physical Typical abuse. Tabloid abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be someone just, you know, downing you, you know, just sort of a little bit of mental abuse bringing you down. And it has a massive impact on you. And normally the way you defend yourself mm. is through humour. You know, there was a lot of violence going on in my own house and then I stayed with my uh nan and granddad and they didn't really want me there the granddad didn't want me there and I could hear them say I don't want him here and all that and it's and so you try to you try to um find your worth you try and think well, find well, your what, place in society yeah and so yeah. what what can I do that makes people like me what can I do that that you know think oh he's alright have him round he's a right yeah. laugh you know and so you and so you get good at comedy and I remember there was a real sort of defining point of, of finding out about how funny I was with my my old granddad was sitting there looking at me and he was a spiteful bastard sometimes and now he was rolling his own, rolling a little roller. He looks at me, and I must have been about nine, about eight or nine, something like And I, I was like my little Sharpay pup. I had little rolls of fat round Yeah, me. yeah. And um, he was looking at me, and he went, yeah, he went, I might go and uh, 
watch your cousin play football. He's supposed to be brilliant. I think I'm going to go in. And then he said to me, you must be really uncomfortable with all them rolls of fat around you. And it was just me and him in the front oh, room. Oh, and you're and right. I thought, and I, and, and I, cause, uh, so it was a real pop, a real horrible little bit of thing. And I thought, oh, how do I get you? What do I do? I remember thinking, how do I return the compliment? Yeah. And he was, like I said, he was a little bloke, might have been five foot six or something. I looked down and he had a big pair of brown brogue shoes, about a size 11 or something. But they looked massive. They looked really, like compared to how big he was, yeah. he had really massive feet as far as I was concerned. And I went, I've never realised how big your feet are. I said, you only must take about three steps and you're at the end of the road, didn't you? <laughs> I said, for a little bloke, and my nan walked in, as I said it, who sort of hated him as well because he was sort of quite abusive to her, and she absolutely pissed herself like, and I remember pissing, uh, pissing herself because in my family, I think we've got weak bladders. If we laugh too much, we piss ourselves, <laughs> me included. And her, um, she, she really pissed herself laughing and I thought, Oh, that's all right. And I felt like he didn't know how to how to react to that. And yeah. I thought, I've just defended myself. Through humour. Through yeah. humour. And, and, you know, and, and sometimes things are so dark. Having said that, it's made me grow up with quite a sort of dark humour. And that's how, you know, things are so dark that there was nowhere else to go. Mm. Things well, like, so, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I, I think that's really interesting uh, for me. I think I, when I'm depressed or really anxious or ma mainly depressed, actually, and, you know, when you overthink things, I think when I overthink things, mm -hmm. that sounds to be good. If I, if I put that energy into like a character or an idea, I can sort of, I, I, when I'm down, I wander around a supermarket yeah. and I see people, I see certain things, I see more when I'm in that state of mind than when I'm happy. Yeah. Or content. And that's a perverse thing. So it's almost like a useful tool for me. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the feeling, but it does have its positives sometimes when I when I get that. And I remember, and also what I love about making people laugh is it's instant gratification. When you make a lot of people laugh, it gives you a real buzz, doesn't it? It's a yeah. lovely, lovely feeling. And I remember the first time ever at school, I must have been about eight or nine, and my teacher... Uh, was saying, right, we need two people from the uh, from the class to pretend to be spacemen to wander around the uh, the classroom. He said, I'm going to pretend it's the surface of the moon. So he's going, and uh, I think the girl with me was called Fiona or something. So Fiona gets out of the spaceship and she wanders across the surface of the moon and Miles joins her and he goes across a crater and he wanders down, he hides behind the crater and he delves down. And what does he find? And I was by this table and I grabbed this Tesco bag and I lifted it. I went, a Tesco bag like that. Yeah. Everyone absolutely wet themselves laughing. I remember yeah, the whole class. funny in fairness. How, how we laughed. <laughs> it's not that funny. When you're eight, it's funny. <laughs> and uh, I remember thinking, God, God, get a slap. What a lovely feeling. And I think it sort of comes from that. You know, yeah. that sort of thing when you make people laugh. Yeah, you make it's people one, laugh. And it's like, and a, it's like an instant hit, isn't it? Of happy, I think. When I Little bag, maybe. <laughs> Be no, funny if it's a Sainsbury's bag. <laughs> See, it's uh, it, it, I mean, it is. It's them little things that stay with you that you think are perhaps. And there's sometimes, but it, how about we're talking about sort of comedians getting depressed. Mm. So there's nothing more depressing for a comedian 
And I'm lucky. I don't know. Probably because I prostitute myself. I'd do anything for a laugh, right? But <laughs> but some comedians really stick to their guns. Oh, uh, to the script. They're going to stick to the script. stand-up here. So yeah. I'm talking about yeah. stand-up here. And I'm talking about some of them are really. So imagine feeling really terrible when they go out and their one way out of it is making everyone laugh. And they do their stuff and people don't laugh. Oh. Mm. That is a nightmare because, you know, comedy is all about timing. Yeah. It is. People can just say something just at the right time as we know and you say the same thing two seconds later, it's not funny. Mm. Yeah. You know, if he would have said about that that bag, if he would have said about the Tesco bag, you know, a couple of seconds earlier, that might have been a belter. Yeah. His timing. Can I just point out Ricky's looking at off. Sam when he says this? He's cutting me out of the conversation. I knew he said bully. <laughs> bully. I'm going into bully. Accept it. It's not funny, mate. No, it wasn't funny. funny back then. He's no, like, no, it's how no, laughed. Space. What's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you mug. Going into space. Space. One in little push schools, was it? My teacher used to do it. Imagine you're walking around a scrapyard. See? <laughs> Something more Someone comes here with a girder. <laughs> Yeah, it comes to you with a girder, yeah. So, well, I'm so, so interrupt. I need a wee. Go on, carry on. No, go on. All right, yeah, that's that's better anyway. I'm gonna, oh, you make this time, a, an episode, yeah. an episodic thing. Every yeah. episode you go for this. It goes for a wee. That's yeah. quite a nice thing, though, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> well, not yeah, really. I'll be honest. Four times every episode, you talk about your eating. No, no, I can't help it. Go on, go for a wee. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. We know, we know he's not really going for a wee. We know he's um. He's going in there to cry because mm-hmm. his bag joke didn't work. So he, he I saw his face fell the moment we didn't laugh. I know. Oh. He was in bits, see. That, that, that'll, uh, what he'll do, he'll go, he'll go in the toilet and probably um, text text someone, mm. text his therapist or something. What's really sad is the fact that we're all pretty depressed. I just feel sorry for him. I do. I'm really sorry. Really for him. sorry for him. Yeah, he's back now. Yeah. yeah. See, he's no way he could have possibly had a wee in that time anyway. No. no. Take a seat, Miles. Take a seat. Have you have you seen therapists where you feel like I just feel like you're being really patronising, going through the motions? Mm. I think it's I think it's really important to find the right therapist. Oh, and the problem is, he can it can take a while. Someone you connect yeah. with, especially in the early days, because you're not quite sure what the right therapist is. You yeah. know, you say, is this is this how it is when you meet someone? Is there some sort of like barrier between us? And then all of a sudden, you meet someone, you think, actually, yeah, I can really connect with you, and I can I feel a need to be honest. And I think I don't know whether it's a, this is a good question. Whether it's would you rather see a therapist, or do you think a therapist is more useful if they too have suffered? Absolutely, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. it's got to be, isn't it? I would have thought. I would have thought ninety nine percent of therapists have suffered. It. Yeah, and you know that was probably their their door into it. Yeah, the reason they wanted mm, to get into absolutely. it to help space. other people. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what is really. Quite funny because there's all the, obviously all the different styles of therapy, and I've I think I've gone right through the through the card with them. But um, you'll get someone you'll say something like you know what are you, what are you doing you know what type of therapy are you doing and you, and you go like um, NLP and they go NLP. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, it's fine, but does it actually <laughs> deal with the root of the yeah, problem? Yeah, yeah. You know, and all that. And it doesn't matter what type of therapy you do. And like you said, it might take a long time. Yeah, to find to, your to, to yeah. find your thing. But it's like 
also, don't matter whether it's psychosynthesis, gestalt therapy, NLP, cognitive, whatever, you know, all these long names they've got for them. It's about who's doing it. Mm. You know, when you go into a hairdresser's, you go into, I don't know, Tony and Guy to have your hair done or you go into one of these big hairdressers. It's not about where you go or what style they do. It's about who does your hair. Yeah. And if someone does your hair and they do it really good, that's the person for you. You go back to them. You go back to them. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't go in a, a, a shop just because you go there. You go there because so and so cuts your hair and they and they do it the way you like it. Mm. And it's about finding. And it's sometimes, like you said, Miles, it takes a long time to find the right person yeah. for you. And if things are not working, I I suggest you you try the therapist I'm seeing at the moment. Is no way in a million years I would have picked her to go and see. She's really young. She hasn't. She's come out of her training bit, but she's really, really good because what she she does it keeps it really simple for me, and and that's what I need. I need someone who, who's not gonna, you know, um, make it more complicated than what it is. She'll just go, she, she, you know. So she may be doing it by the book, but she's also got a really good way about her where you yeah. sort of want to do well for someone. Mm. And, and and so different things work for you. Sometimes you might be with a therapist who you feel like they're not going to suffer my nonsense. I want to do well because I want to impress them and yeah, all of yeah. that. Mm. You know, and, and, and the other thing is you can catch yourself on your way to, the ther- to a therapy session, you can catch yourself what you're going to say. What you're going to say and how you're going to say it to impress your therapist, right? <laughs> and it's nonsense. I know what you and, mean. And, and, yeah, and it's yeah, nonsense. Think that. about this. You go there, you're going there with your little story to say how you've done it and what went through your mind. And half of it can be bollocks. And that's the reason we are going there. The, the best way to do it is go there with no plan. Just go there, drop your guard. Don't tell the therapist what you think they might want to hear on what they might, you know, this is the time for you it's to... your time. Now, that's very important yeah. because actually, if you're paying for that, you've got to be 100% honest with the therapist. Yeah. That you're right, like you say, rather than be guarded, rather than telling something you think they might want to hear, you've got to tell them what, 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 you, what they need to hear, if they're going to help you. Yeah. I and agree. there's an interesting thing. I read an article saying that apparently, doesn't always the case, with a lot of therapy the most interesting or the most poignant nugget of information comes out of the absolute dying minutes or dying seconds of a therapy session. Mm. So they'll go, well, look, I think our time's almost up. So you go, you get it. oh, and you just go, oh, just before I go, it's almost like you say it because you're in a safe place you can get out after you've said it. So a lot of people almost yeah. drop drop the bomb right at the last moment and that's when they pick up on it the following week. Going back yeah. to the uh, comedians and depressed and uh, whether it's helpful, whether it's... Um, there was an interesting thing. I just... I, I read this and it was... Um, do, you, do you remember Frank Muir? Frank Muir. Compared yes, yeah, yeah, He was yeah, on yeah. Call My God, Bluff. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and he said... Uh, he, he once interviewed Groucho Marx of all people. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it says here, Frank Muir discovered when he went to America to interview Groucho Marx was not interested in talking about comedy. He hated comedy. At one point, he admitted if he had to switch to making raincoats, he would make more money out of it. 
So that's an interesting point. Some people do it and they don't actually enjoy it. Mm. That's. I wonder how many people out there are comedians and don't actually enjoy what they do. Loads. And right? I'd say the same amount of people who, who do their job and feel like they're trapped in their job. Yeah. Because you do it and you think, well, what else could I do? Well, this is all I know. Well, yeah. well, you know, especially someone, you know, someone like me who, who, who you know, st- still not academically clever. I, 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 mm. I'm not good at reading and writing, you know, typing all that where would I get a job it'd have to be a manual job you know alright okay so here's a question I'm asking because I genuinely don't know what I just want to say there's nothing wrong with a manual job by the way (laughs) no 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 no, no, there isn't and sometimes you know when I've done a manual anything manual that's when I feel really good I've had a day in the garden really are I come and I feel great have a bar and think oh a good day's work exactly yeah yeah go on sorry but would you if someone said you know you can have a, a job anywhere doing whatever you want so what would what would you do? I think I'd be doing what I'm. I think I'd be doing what I do, mm-hmm. but I'd be doing it um, Funny, funnier. Funnier. <laughs> There'd be no bags involved. Nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd be no. I'd be doing what I do, but I, would you still be? I eating? Take, do you know what it is? Eating too much. Li- listen to this. I was going to see a therapist. Years years ago, and I went there a few times, and a few things happened. And they said, "I can't see you no more because you're into too much self sabotage." I remember the way they said, "You know, I, I've spoke." What they actually said, um, there was a therapist herself, and every therapist apparently has to see a therapist themselves, mm. who they call their supervisor. And she said to me, I, "I've um, spoken to my supervisor." And they've advised me to stop seeing you um, because you're into s- too much self-sabotage. Because you're making me well, I didn't even know what sabotage meant, right? And I, th- <laughs> I thought it started to do with camouflage, right? And I went, I went, what? I went, what do you mean? She went, well, you know, you keep pressing the, the, the um, self-sabotage button. You keep basically messing everything up for yourself. And I went, well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Yeah. That's why I've come here. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, you you could have told me this six weeks ago. You know, I've been... So cu- spending all this money. I'm yeah. coming up, you know, I'm coming up to Old Street every week, plonking up here, going for all nutty things. And I knew what it was. What it was, she put a big pillar, a big one, well, not pillar, a big uh, bean bag mm. in the middle of the floor. And she said, imagine there's an imaginary line. And she said, imagine that's your stepfather. Imagine to... And I went berserk. She said, you don't cross the line. She said, but let everything out. Really from the... And I went, I mean, I lost it. I smashed this... There was them little white balls everywhere, right? (laughs) I smashed it to pieces, all feathers coming out of the other other pillars that I wasn't supposed to touch. The window was open. I flung the bag out. I was going, yeah, I completely lost it. I was sweat. Pissing out of me, and I was looking at her like a dean, and like I was going, I would tear your head off, you push, and all that, you know, like going completely, <laughs> completely crackers. I really let her, and I felt really good at the end of it. It was Gestalt therapy, I think it was called. It's where it was, all oh, my hands was ready. The whole place, it looked like someone had chucked an hand grenade in it, right? <laughs> and I felt, I come out of there that week, and I was feeling really good. And then when I come back next week, that's that's the thing I'd got. I thought, oh, we're getting places now, and she and I think 
a lot of my childhood, there's, there's what you call black spots where I just can't remember things. And I was lifting some of them black spots and they was really horrible to deal with. But by lifting with them, lifting them, I was dealing with them and I was doing all right. And I obviously, obviously frightened her off when I had this sort of... Explosion. Big explosion. But what she told me to do, I obviously lost it a little bit too much. You know what? And, and it was can like, I just can I, yeah, I know you're in full flow. Yeah. How much money would you pay to watch a video of that actually happening? The video of that. I, I <laughs> that'd be the best video you'd ever see. Sit down, sit down with a cup of tea and a couple of obnobs and watch that. And, and, and <laughs> it's entertaining you'd ever see. And how I've got on how I've got on to this is I suppose in my <clears> in my career in my career, there's been a couple of cha- couple of times where I've got really near big stuff. I've had big meetings with people and and I've pressed that button. You know, I have pressed that button. I, you know, one in particular, I, I, I met the head of a great big film association and they said, we absolutely love you. And all I had to do was go away and put down um, a treatment. Mm. Well, not, yeah, not yeah, a synopsis, yeah. you know, a yeah. treatment of, a, I don't know, four pages. And I've never done it. What? What stopped you from doing it? Well, I've never done it because I suppose it's that self-destruct button. It, it, it was that, you know, I could have got help, although I'm very dyslexic, I could have got help to do that. And I knew all what I'd said and I knew what he liked. I know all I had to do is get that down in paper and I would have got to the next stage. And that's one of many things I've done in my life. You know, I've been offered good parts and I never went because... Are you I, fearful of making a fool of yourself or people's thinking, oh, he's... he's no, not really. You know? I'm, and I'm wondering if it is that self-sabotage button that, I, you know, that I want to stop pressing... I, Pressing, and obviously I've had some good successes. Mm-hmm. So it's not a thing that happens every single yeah, time yeah. I get near there. I've had some good successes, but it's a, it's a thing with us that that sort of you're going to go well. You know, you're going to do when, it to this podcast. When, when am I going to? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out, mate. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Just as we get it going, I'm, I'm out. No, you know what? I love doing this, and now I felt this morning. I actually feel better. This is sort of a as we say, I think we've said it before, it's like a bit of a therapy session, but because we're coming here and talking about it, it really does help you understand it. And I think what it is, we don't know, if I'm honest, and we're all honest around this table, we don't know who we really are. We spend most of our life trying to find out who we are. And that is what we're in search of. Oh, you know, do you we're, know who no, you no, are? No. Well, you know, I mean, I'm, we're, we're lots of different things, aren't yeah. we? For me, I'm a, well, I was a son, I was both my parents. I'm a husband, I'm a dad. Yeah. I'm a comedy writer, I'm a performer, I'm a customer, I'm a, you know, uh, a, 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 um, someone on a train. I'm a, you know, you can be loads of different things, but you you sort of saying the core or the distillation of what, what I'm you asking, are. and I'll ask you. Put you put on, I'm you do different I, things, don't I'm you? I'm going to so, ask Sam this one now. So it's funny. What I said, do you know who you are? And you've said the thing that a lot of people say, all the things that you're perceived to be and all yeah. the things that you're seen to be. But what I'm asking, when I say do you know who you are, I'll ask this to, to, to Sam. Are you a good person? Are you a bad person? Uh, I would, <laughs> I would like to think I'm a good person, um, but then I can't, I can't, I don't think I can say I am a good person without the niggling self-doubt saying, oh, and that's a real, you, mate? that's such a good honest answer yeah. because what you've just said, I think you've just said it f- for us as well. 
that's how we all feel. I yeah. feel I feel like I'm hope I'm a good person, mm. but we also know all them little horrible niggling bits that happen yeah, with, with yeah. everyone. Don't care who you are, the little internal dialogues and the little things you know, and the thoughts that go through your head that shouldn't go through your head. All all of them little bits that we're made up of and we turn it around and we do good things and you know good turns and good and that makes you a good person i think that's that that kind of almost comes a bit full circle with the whole um comedy thing and and i think because of because of depression i am very realistic about life and i don't and i don't sort of sugarcoat anything mm, and so yeah. therefore you know, I'm I'm quite honest with with the with the way that I perceive the world, and I think that's why comedians are better are, are better at things if they they are depressed because they can yeah. see through the bullshit. Yeah, and 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 you know, and yeah. So set set your you know set your expectations low, and yeah. you, you might be a bit surprised. I mean, like, you, you, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? It is that thing, isn't it? Where you kind of. I mean, did that did that make sense? I kind no, of, no, I feel no, like no, I it, make, it makes it, per, it makes perfect sense. And I think I think as well that there's a, there's a limit to how brilliant you think you are or how lovely mm. you think you are because then you become like a, a narcissist, which is really unpleasant. But so Ricky. Yeah. A narcissist yeah, is someone who just thinks they're ace all the time and they're top dog and everyone else is beneath them. But they're I, number one. But and I, some people are like that. And that's a defence thing, I think. I, I, like, I was going to say, all the people I've ever come across who are like that, yeah, I've, and I've spent time with with people like that, you know, a different time. I remember being away um, and I was doing some um, gigs in Cyprus and I was with this fella who sort of came across like that. And I spent some time with him. We was there for a week. And in that week, I sort of, I broke him, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm quite ashamed, I'm quite ashamed of. I'm quite oh, ashamed. Oh, SAS interrogation. It was like, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Put a bag on his head and dragged into a dark room. I actually, I actually got to him and, <clears throat> and, and broke down and broke down where it came from and what it was. And the reason I broke him, really, I think I would have just turned a, blind eye and thought, oh, you have your space, I have mine, is that he was really tight and it's one of my really <laughs> I can't stand uh, no, tight, tightness. Yeah, yeah. We stopped, we stopped at a shop and um, I was just going in, getting a load of shopping for all of us, wasn't even thinking about it. And then he shopped and he bought himself one jacket potato. <laughs> he bought one potato for himself and it done me nuts. He really got into me and yeah. I thought, right, I'm, I'm going to go to work on you. And we sitting around the pool and I gradually got into it. I gradually sort of started all over a potato. And I started... But I, sometimes, something as simple as that sim represents the whole of someone, doesn't it? The it's whole like, of someone. that sums you up, doesn't and it? I, that, and I sort of broke him down. And what, and, 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 and what happened, he had... Um, he had quite a famous parent. I won't even say father or mother. He had quite a famous parent, and I think that was quite hard on him. And he, and he was trying to prove to himself that he was he was something. And and when I when I broke him down, and I did, I sort of not. It wasn't it wasn't in a bullyish way. It was in a way of just sort of lifting stuff up and getting him to talk and lifting, you know. But I knew what I was doing. It was being very mm. manipulative, you know. It really was. Yeah, it's a long word for me. Nice. You happy with that? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I. You know, it. I felt quite ashamed. Yeah. When I'd done it, because I sort of knew in my art of arts, when I see anyone who comes across as really, you know, you 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 know, 
um, some of these people you see on telly who, who, who are known as being super confident and they're, you, you know, underneath it all, it's nonsense. I've had endless meetings in little rooms, with, you know, with um, people, heads of TV, and you think you're amazing and all that. Mm. And you think, you know, you don't. You don't think I'm amazing. You just, you're just going through the motions and da da da. da. And, and they're in control of this and control of that. But you know, underneath all of that, we're all all right. Yeah. Do you know the tr- you know the truth is? I asked you earlier on: Are you a good person? Or are you a bad person? The really hard thing to take yeah. is we're probably just all all right. Yeah. Probably all just in the middle. Somewhere. In the middle, yeah. and yeah. that's where we yeah. don't want to be. We don't really want to be the same as everyone else. Well, the thing is, I, you know, you're saying about um, uh, just now about uh, people who are super confident, super blah 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 mm. blah blah, and. I think that people, you're absolutely right when you say that like that, because I think that's a very thin veneer on top. And underneath, I think it's someone who's just fallen apart or they're in a bad way underneath. Because people that are really happy in their own skin and content don't act like that. Mm. They don't need to. They don't need to constantly show off and prove to everyone how brilliant they are. They just are. I know a couple of people, naming no names, who just just silently go about their day and you can just tell they're just happy and content in their own skin. They're constantly not shouting and telling everyone how brilliant they are all the time. Um, because... They, they are, and they don't, don't need, need to prove to. it. They, they don't, don't need, need that to, constant yeah. recognition. People say, oh, you're great, and you're brilliant what you do. And I do think there's a there's a slight part of me that I'm never particularly um, uh, pleased with, is that I do like recognition. I do like people saying, oh, you're good at that, blah, blah, blah. And I guess that's why I do what I do, because people say, that was funny, that was good what you did in there. And you shouldn't need, we, we shouldn't need to do that. We should be able to tell ourselves that we're good enough rather than rely on other people telling us all the time. I've got to say, though, I think we should start to wrap it up. Here, is this where um, you bully me now? You're going to cut? I can see your face is no. changed. Here we go. No, your no, no. mind's sticking over. No, no, I've got I'd to say. I'd sympathy for you this morning. All the, think- no, I'm actually going to say something that's a compliment go to you. I've, I've got to say, in all the people I've met, you know, and I've met some of, you know, the, the, the funniest people going out there, the funniest people are the people who think they're shit. <laughs> it's yeah. the truth, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The people who think they've got it, whether it's like, a, you know, a bit of a front or whatever, when they act like they've got it, they haven't got it. The ones who have got it are the ones who, who you know, you, this, the, the magic ingredients for comedy, massive ego, really low self-esteem. That's the that's the magic ingredient. Yeah, and that's so what, yeah. you, you've got. To f- <laughs> you, 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 you've you've got. To, that's exactly it, isn't it. You've got to think you're shit, but if anyone says you're shit, you're going to show them how great you are. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's yeah, come let's back. I'm still waiting for the compliment. Where's my compliment? That is it. Well, that was a general compliment. It wasn't about me. It was yeah, a general no, compliment. No, no, no. I genuinely think you're shit. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Thanks ever so much. You'll yeah. park that in my head now. Thanks ever so much. Right, you, okay. You nearly had it. Thanks everyone again uh, for tuning and listening to our uh, nonsense. Hope we didn't bring you two down. Um, so uh, thanks to Sam Underwood, our wonderful producer and sound man, and to Ricky Grover. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Hey, you feeling better now? You, yeah, you got, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feel You're going to thank me? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, thank you to Miles. <laughs> <laughs> what a plum, isn't he? What, what, what is he plan? going on about? No, no, no. So I thank everyone yeah. and no one says thanks to me. Yeah, but we... we you say for me, you all wouldn't you, be doing this. Listen, all you have to say when you wrap the show up, you just finish by saying thanks very much. Listen, listening next right, week. Okay. See you again. Right, you but do- I'm not going to do that because I'm above you, right? Because right? I run this gap. No, I bought the no, mics. No, I'm no, saying who the same. The mics this morning. I'll tell you what. You, right. From now on, you thank everyone. I'm not going with it. <laughs>
Do you know what? Fuck a lot of you. <laughs> right, so... Sam, so we've got some housekeeping. Go on. Right, OK. A little bit of housekeeping. Go on, so we've got, um, we've got Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash happy and you know it podcast. We have an email address, which is happy and you know it podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have an Instagram account, which is happy and you know it podcast. Uh, and Twitter, because uh, they don't allow very long names, is I-Y-H-A-Y-K-I, which is if you're happy and you know it, but the first letter of each word. That's really good. And the only thing I would say about that, it was good, Sam. Yeah. He's a bit, it's quick. Oh. It was a bit like an auctioneer. Right, I know you okay, can't. Yeah. I was, was going to say that. It was a little bit quick. Slow down a bit. Right, so okay. just do a slow, ver- slow, slow version. version but keep the, the quick people. version in because the, the, the slow version might aggravate people. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. just keep. I think we should keep that banner. I think that's funny, that bit of banner at the end. Well, it was until you'd done that and he spoke <laughs> it. Go on. Done what? To s- declared we had funny banter. <laughs> but you keep that bit in as well now. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Oh, we can't, do you know, you can't, you get gang rid of bits. No, no, no. Right, okay, no. okay. It's so, live. <laughs> it's live. I'm not getting rid of anything. You're going out of the world. Right, so if you want to get in touch, uh, facebook.com forward slash happy and you know it podcast. Uh, we have an email address, which is happy and you know it podcast at gmail.com. An Instagram account, which is happy and you know it podcast that's it I was going to say at gmail.com again yeah. uh, and Twitter is I-Y-H-I-Y-K-I which is the acronym uh, acronym for, for if, if you're, you're happy, happy you know it. and if you don't know what acronym it means do you know what it is Ricky of course I don't <laughs> it means I think it means the first letter of each bit does it it yeah. does well done well done yeah. we can yeah. a round of applause so, um, so look please 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 uh, don't be shy in sending us anything through uh, any questions or even if it's like what's the best way to cook a lobster anything send it through to us we'll answer I don't I don't put that cook it in tears it's terrible when I cook lobsters, they're going to stop cooking them alive. Now. Apparently, apparently so. Yeah, yeah. They, they're, 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 you don't need to boil them alive. There's a much quicker way of dispatching them before you cook them. All right. Well, if you're happy and you know it, listen to us next week. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>